0: Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 971 FM Talk. On demand
1: audio. Oh, I mean This next segment probably will be the most rewound because it features our good friend Brad Young, who is our legal analyst, fills in here on 97.1 FM Talk from Harris, Dahl, Fisher, and Young. This one's going to get lots of hits. You better not suck, Brad Young. How are you this afternoon?
2: I'm just impressed by my opening acts today. And, you know, it's an impressive opening acts when you've got the governor, kill me, Jim Talent. Uh, I just have to deliver on the main show. Yeah. And
1: I didn't even mention talent. We we have had a great lineup. But look, I'm glad that you're here. I wanted to talk about several things. But let's start with the, uh, the Jan- January 6th case and the immunity deal, because I really haven't covered that much today. What happened and what does this mean?
2: Well, a three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit, Mark, they, they ruled, and this is the first level of appeals, uh, they ruled that Trump does not enjoy what was what's called broad immunity from all federal prosecution. That's been Trump's position. that on January 6th, he was acting as the president, and under uh, the Constitution, under our federal laws, uh, a president cannot be prosecuted for the acts that he does as president. But the lower court in this case found that the activities on January 6th were not presidential acts, but were in fact activities designed uh, to continue his stay in office. So they were more akin to a campaign event than it was the official duties of the president. So because of that, the underlying circuit court ruled he doesn't enjoy Uh, that what's called immunity, broad immunity from federal prosecution. And now the three-judge panel of the Court of Appeals
1: has upheld that lower court ruling. So is it true that the the appeals courts or courts have really never asked or answered this, I guess, really, ruled on the question of whether former presidents escape being held accountable by the justice system for things they did while in office? Really, that's never been put to the court in this fashion?
2: No, it, it was going to come up during Watergate. Uh, But after the president, President Nixon, decided decided to to resign from office at that point, there was an agreement to forestall any prosecution. And so this issue was never reached
1: in the 1970s, but we're certainly reaching it now. All right. So so what does it really mean for Trump? Because the the conventionalism is I think this is true. He's going to appeal to the Supremes, right?
2: He is. And and there's some procedural issues. He has to appeal to the entire panel of the D.C. Circuit, which he has to do before he can appeal it to the Supremes. He will. Now, here's where uh, and I've heard some other analysis on this today. And and I I at this point am disagreeing with a lot of the analysis that I'm hearing. And here's my area of disagreement. In order to get an emergency stay at the Supreme Court, it takes four justices. That's what's considered and called uh, getting cert or or certiorari from the court. And as I look at the makeup of the Supreme Court, I'm not certain that Trump's going to get four justices who want to deal with this in addition to all of the other issues that that they're having to deal with with Trump and others. I'm not so sure he's going to get those four. And if he doesn't, then the lower court decision would
1: stand. Interesting. Well, I'm not a justice and I'm not an appellate court judge or anything like that. But I, I happened. Let, let's just take Trump out of it. Right. Just for a second. I know it's very difficult to do with with that president in particular. If the question is posed, can former presidents escape being held accountable by the criminal justice system for things they did while in office? My answer to that is no, they should be held accountable.
2: Well, that's not true. Let me give you an example. Oh, here we go. I told
1: you, I wasn't <laughs> I, a lawyer. <laughs> not you a change justice, the, Brad.
2: You, ch- you change the facts, Mark. Okay, And, and, and it changes the analysis. All right. Let, let's look at if if uh, if a president, if President Jones decides to do a missile strike on some terrorist that's located either inside the country or outside the country, doesn't matter. Could the president be prosecuted for that? Absolutely not. Both under under federal law and under the Constitution. Okay, So I agree with that.
1: Right. Because he's carrying
2: out the duties of the president. Right. Right. But the question becomes, again, let's change the facts. Let's say, for example, uh, George Bush, George W. Bush liked to drive pickup trucks. He's president. He's driving a pickup truck. He's intoxicated. He runs over somebody and kills them. Okay. Can the president be prosecuted for drunk driving while he kills somebody? He's the president, but he's out joyriding, drunk driving in Texas and kills somebody. Of course. The answer to that would be yes, because drunk driving isn't considered part of the office of the president. Okay,
1: well, so I. I just said all that. You just explained it better. That's what well, I meant. Well, of course, that's what that's I'm paid to I do. That's what I meant, Brad. That's exactly what I meant. I wasn't trying to say anything different. But yes, I see the differences there. I do. Okay, so now when you have those two polar extremes, yes, I got you. the
2: question becomes, looking at what Trump was doing and what he said on January 6th, was it more akin to something that was in the furtherance of the responsibility and duties of the presidency, or was it in the responsibilities and duties of himself? and campaign activities are not considered uh, yeah. presidents, presidential duties. That's why, for example, if the president hops on Air Force One and goes to a campaign stop, he or she has to reimburse the federal right, government right. for those costs because they're not considered the activities or actions of the president. And if you look at what he was doing on January 6th, to me, a, 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 any objective analysis of what he was saying and doing was an attempt to stay in office which is a campaign activity, as opposed to furthering the duties
1: of the office itself. I think that's a solid interpretation. I do. Yeah. And, and I see, I'm glad you explained it that way, because um, I see the differences. Here's what the appellate court said today. This is how they rule. At bottom, former President Trump's stance would collapse our system of separated powers by placing the president beyond the reach of all three branches. Presidential immunity against federal indictment would mean that, as to the president, the Congress could not legislate, the executive could not prosecute, the judiciary could not review. We cannot accept that the office of the presidency places its former occupants above the law or all time after thereafter. So does that, do? did what those appellate judges say in that ruling there counter anything that you just said with your with your analogies not at all not at all so for example during
2: oral argument trump's attorney said he was asked uh by one of the appellate justice judges if the president ordered a naval uh, a navy seal strike to kill a political opponent would that evade and still allow the president to have immunity if he used a a navy seal team Mm -hmm. to kill a political opponent And Trump's attorney said, yes, it would it would he would still be covered under presidential immunity. And it doesn't it wouldn't fit under that because killing a political opponent is an attempt to remain in office or to be reelected,
1: not in furtherance of the duties of the presidency. So if let me go back to the ruling here and all that makes sense, but if if it does reach the Supreme Court, they have to decide whether they even accept the case or they reject it. Then it goes to the appeals court ruling, right? Nothing else happens at that point? Yeah, well, basically
2: what we have is, is if this goes, it, it would go to Justice Roberts right now because Justice Roberts is the the justice who by himself, because there's always one justice who can issue an emergency stay, a temporary stay of the order. Justice Roberts could do that. The next decision would be, will the court take it? And that would take four justices to say yes. If they say no, we're not gonna take it, then the this decision by the three judge panel at the Court of Appeals, that would stand Trump would not have blanket immunity and he would have to actually face these charges and be decided whether he's guilty or innocent, as opposed to simply dismissing everything under I the idea it. of
1: immunity. So th- this whole thing, I mean, if this really does get to trial and they start talking about these things, originally this was set for March 4th, but that's been trapped now and we don't, I don't think we have a new date, but this no, could really be fascinating yeah. if these things are, if it comes to fruition and there are witnesses put on the stand and Trump testifies or whatever happens, it really could be Fascinating. Now, I'm I'm one that absolutely is revolted by what happened on January 6, including some of the president's behavior. But I think this is a ridiculous charge. I mean, there's one thing having an opinion that something was not right or improper, but the whole insurrection thing is just nutty.
2: Listen, listen, having given all that analysis, someone could be saying that, that I've already provided, someone could say, oh, well, Brad's just saying that because he doesn't like Trump. However, I've said publicly here and on Camo X many times that when you analyze the words that President Trump used on January 6th, they do not amount to anything that would incite a riot. He's protected under free speech. So even though I believe that he, uh, in my analysis here is, he, he does not enjoy immunity from prosecution. I do believe that that prosecution should go in his favor because nothing that he said would incite a riot or would cause other people to cause harm to others or the government, and he should be acquitted from that particular charge of his yeah, activities on January you. 6th. Get more at 971talk.com.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Mm-hmm.